0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on
2: 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. i would have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least 100 grand. I'd get it one piece of the time and it wouldn't cost me a dime you know it's me when i come through your town
3: back with you on 590 fan midday grind. grind coveted hour is what the kids call it coveted hour never know who'll stop by i love that about this show or who's listening who will text in charlie was on assignment yesterday meaning he'd done tma duty I outed myself to Frank for a coaching maneuver from the stands, saying that I was a bad dad, barking instructions, confused Carson during the middle of the game. And then the coach, <laughs> Coach Wyckoff, actually texted and said, don't be so hard on yourself. I said, so you have to be careful. You never know who's listening to this year's show. Martin told
4: his son to go to the exact wrong spot of the court. <laughs> I told him to he attack
3: will... the glass, and he was supposed to be playing in the wing. <laughs> <laughs> Typical helicopter parent. Correct. Correct. And my mom was sitting there and she said, What just happened? I said, I just screwed things up. I needed to just stand down. Live at 1860s Saloon here in the heart of historic Soulard, the corner of 9th and Geyer, getting set for Mardi Gras, which of course is going to be right here. We're right in the heart of it all. Taste of Soulard is coming up this Saturday and Sunday, the 23rd and the 24th. 1860s will have the crab cakes, the jambalaya provided there. Pet parade is this Sunday. You might be there. My wife and I are thinking about going to that. I've gone to that before. It's it is fun. actually pretty cool. Me too.
1: Are you really? About, no, I've went. Oh, you've gone in the past. Maybe three years ago. I've seen might Chuck again. there before. Janie may might like it. We're gonna we're gonna try it out. I think.
4: Uh, if you want the Mardi Gras experience without like the huge crowd, the pet parade's a really good place to go to.
2: And
3: there's a huge tent at the corner here, across the street from 1860s at Ninth and Geyer. No cover charge uh, to attend this event. It's called Paw Oscars from 2 to 6. Live music, red carpet for the pets, photo ops, pet awards, best acting, best dressed, best supporting pet, which was on your flight to Jupiter, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then the Grand Parade Day is on Saturday, March 2nd. So all of the Mardi Gras festivities right around the corners. Make sure you stop by 1860s because it is three bars in one. Uh, Jordan Bennington' chance to get to thirteen one and one tonight, Chuck. Can he be an overnight sensation if they drafted him in twenty eleven?
1: Not an overnight sensation, and maybe this is a bad analogy because it's it's way too early. But if he were to continue and have a great career, and it's a great story, is there a little Kurt Warner there? Now I know I know, I know Bennington was I a know. third round pick, but he was in the minors for basically eight years. He's 25, so he's not necessarily a a real young guy. He's not like a 20, 21-year-old, but a guy who obviously had promise, we kind of forgot about for the better part of five years, and now for what, 14 starts, he's the best goalie in the NHL.
3: It's one of those you'd like the lie detector hooked up and say to Doug Armstrong, did you guys just think he wasn't an NHL goalie? And they might say, "Yeah, we just kind of thought he'd be okay if he got up here, based on our scouting and based on what we had seen." You know, and I don't know enough about what he had done along the way. I think Strick has done a lot of pieces on him, or at least a couple earlier in his career. But what had he shown along the way? You'd love to know what they really thought, because when Warner happened, there was a lot of revisionist history. Now, let's not compare the two. We're not comparing the two. No, compare the two. We what?
1: do. I started with bad analogy. Yes, we'll
3: and it keep was. it going. But as soon as 99's going on, we're all interviewing people out there. And, you know, I love Charlie Arvin. The GM's like, all oh, this kid's got it. We knew early on. And, and everybody – I'm exaggerating a little bit. But everybody kind of said, well, you always saw he had this fire. You always saw he was accurate. Everybody had like a little take that they never had before. And then we would all kind of raise our hand and say, but he was available in the expansion draft. He was left available for the Cleveland Browns. In the expansion draft, so nobody really thought he was that special. And this Bennington, remember, got shipped back to the East Coast, and Chris Kerber has said that a couple of times, so there's no doubt he's got a chip on his shoulder because they sort of said, we don't even have a spot for you at the equivalent of AAA.
1: It's kind of like Albert Pujols. We knew Albert Pujols was a stud. Well, then why would you draft him in the 13th round and not pick him the previous 12 rounds? (laughs) Along with every other team. Slot salary. Here's what I will say, and I'm very excited about Bennington. I do think we should probably temper our expectations, and I say that for Tap this reason. The breaks,
3: pump ch- the brakes, pump the brakes, chubby. Pump the
1: brakes, ch- Not you, me. Joey Vitale pump said this on breaks. Fox 2 yesterday. Goalies are weird. And all you have to do is look at the franchise history of winning streaks for goalies when you're seeing Jordan Bennington, and look who else is on that list Jake Allen. How many times will the last five years? Carter Hutton was amazing for, for a season. Brian Elliott went from two-way contract to all-star. Jake Allen has had his ups and downs. At times, he's been fantastic. Jordan Bennington right now is unbelievable, but I do think goalies, it's just a weird position. It's very mental. It has a lot to do with how the guys are playing in front of you. So I would say enjoy the ride. I don't know if he's going to be the Blues goalie for the next five years. I hope so. But let's see how it plays out.
3: Uh, Speaking of weird, but we love him, it's our guy, Kenny Wallace. He's back from Florida, was there for the Daytona, all the festivities. Kenny, and I bet you, you might even be at that Blues game tonight. I'm trying to get a gut on this. I'm going to say 70% chance you'll be there tonight.
2: Or be here. I have decided that I cannot go because my wife tells me that I need to be here with her taking the grandbabies back to our uh, to our our daughter tonight so uh I'm a little disappointed that I can't go tonight but family family issues that that I did not see
3: no that's right family comes first you know that Kenny Wallace just back from a week in Daytona where he was having a great time how about on race day were you on the infield there kind of area it seemed like you were as not surprisingly you were just kind of hanging with all the peoples
2: yes I uh, even though I retired from TV and radio, uh, still I've got great sponsors. So I was inside the Daytona Speedway, inside the UNOH fan zone, uh, UNOH University. is a college in Lima, Ohio, and they are one of my sponsors. And we had a good time signing autographs and doing a lot of other activities. But uh still amazing to me how big an autograph line are, you know. One thing that when you get out of the sport and go on to something else that uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But I'm still around and uh, racing my dirt car, and uh, we had a really good time in Daytona.
3: And the story of the weekend, of course, Joe Gibbs racing going 1-2-3. Denny Hamlin wins the 500, but the story of Joe, his son JD, had passed away. What interactions have you had over the years with, with Joe Gibbs, and how is he regarded in the NASCAR circles?
2: I've had a lot of interaction with uh, Coach Joe Gibbs. You know, just, you know, hello, how you doing? When he first got into NASCAR, he was thinking about hiring me to be his very first driver. And, of course, they went with the great Dale Jarrett. They ended up winning the Daytona 500 very quickly when when Joe Gibbs started racing. But, uh, you know, he's got a beautiful family. Uh, They're very religious. You know, every time you sit down and eat anything, they say a prayer. They're a man of the Lord, but, boy, are they competitors. They are able to, uh, to get tough when they have to, and uh, they're just a beautiful family. So, uh, you know, uh, what a story, right? His son, just passing away, and Joe Gibbs Racing finishes one, two, three, first, second, third. Their fourth car, Martin Truex, got in a wreck earlier in the race, but uh, it was really good for Joe Gibbs Racing.
1: And, Kenny, we're here at eighteen sixties Saloon in Soulard. Great bar, great food. But I'm guessing you also had to love that Joe Gibbs took the trophy to Steak and Shake afterwards. That's kind of a Kenny Wallace move, if you ask me.
2: It's big. Uh, and, and the story behind that was that uh, J.D., his son, uh, as we just talked about, his son has passed away. But what they did was they decided – to repeat history, his son, when they won the first Daytona 500, his son, J.D., said, Hey, Dad, let's stop a steak and shake. You know, this is probably 20 years ago after they won the Daytona 500. So now it's become tradition, uh, and it's just pretty cool.
3: Kenny Wallace, back from Daytona. So spilling out of this, uh, any themes for NASCAR? Oh, I wanted to ask you, too. If you're Paul Menard, and he kind of owned it after we had the big one, which was the wreck that was late, I think 21 cars were in it, 18 were sort of taken out of the race. When you're Paul Menard and you're in that role where you kind of know it was your fault, does that guy always admit it? I wasn't sure if that was if that was normal practice.
2: Times have changed. People realize that you know it's on film. You can see it, right? So with all the replays on TV now, athletes have got to own up to things. And it's the new rage. It's what you have to do. Because you know you know what you've done. And, you know, a year ago people would say, well, let me look at the replay. Well, when the TV cameras come to interview you, they're showing you the replay before they interview you. So it helps craft your interview. And you're like, oh, yep, I messed up. I better go ahead and admit this right now because... You know, they're showing the replay. So that's where that has started. And a lot of athletes are starting to admit now because they see the interview before they get on TV to do the interview.
3: Well, it's basically so it's smart then. there's no hiding from the truth. It was spectacular in terms of, of video. William Byron was the pollster. Now I thought, Charlie, was he an author that maybe you studied? Lord Byron. <laughs> Lord Byron. What? How come, and I'm sure we knew a little bit about him, but the guy who was sitting on the pole, is he a
2: relative unknown? So this is a tremendous story, this William Byron. When you look at William, he's got this very studious look about him. Nobody knows him. He became popular on this new iRacing, you know, on the computers. He literally walked up to... Uh, the great Rick Hendrick, the owner of Hendrick Motorsport. And uh, somehow together they just gave the kid a ride. And he's a phenomenon. He, he's, he's like, here, it's the equivalent of this. It's the equivalent of walking into the front of Bush Stadium and accidentally finding an executive and saying, hey, I'm really good on the computer race, but can you give me a chance? Uh, this kid came out of nowhere. He's a great race car driver. It is definitely a very strange way to get into any sport, but he's done it, and he's done a great job at it.
3: He's a phenom. I'm going to use that with Kenny. He's a phenom. Are you getting down to spring training? I know Kenny's going to be, or uh, Rusty's going. Are you going back down?
2: I've been thinking about it. You know, I just got back last night. It was 18 hours down to Daytona, 18 hours back. We got back last night at 8 o'clock. I'm a little exhausted. We're unloading the race car right now. But uh, I think I'm going to. Uh, we were going to race in Humboldt, Kansas two weeks from now, and it's already snowed out. They're going to announce that today. And uh, I I was thinking about taking my wife and flying on down there. And uh, I've never been to spring training for the game, so now's the time. So there's a big chance you can catch me down there, I'd uh, say, in the middle of March.
3: And he'll be, I, I, he'll be easy to spot. I can guarantee you. Hey, Kenny, good to have you back in town, and uh, we'll talk some more racing after next weekend. Fired up about it, Chuck. I told you, Hamlin, and then probably Joe Gibbs, one, two, three. Is, mm-hmm. I think last week I said that trifecta. Yep, called it. You're, called hey, it right here.
2: You're, you're getting, you're getting really good at this this racing, Martin and Charlie. <laughs> and uh, I got to add one thing before we go off. Uh, it's very cold outside. My hands are numb. Just want to remind everybody that. <laughs> it is.
1: Be safe out there Be safe okay. That's
3: Tuesdays with Kenny In our book, he's, he's a phenomenon Tuesdays with Kenny, just back from NASCAR He was uh, back from Daytona Doing some NASCAR duties <laughs> Down there Chuck, the text line earlier We were asking for take it to the bank And random topics And then I got away from it Which is sort of a take it to the bank by Triad Bank That you can count on Is that I will say text in big man And then we don't actually read
1: text let's just go through all of them getting back to a 12 as random as possible Twelve seventeen. 618 just goes to show quote i'm not a hustle type guy in the playoffs still gets what he wants millennials well, who gave him the money that's from chester copperpot talking about the signing of manny machado hunchback of von castle says so harper signs with the dodgers or phillies right 330 million for 10 years probably phillies i'm guessing but i think 3.30, Hoff, is that out of the question?
4: Uh, I'd imagine Boris is going to shoot for that now. He wants to beat Lozano. So much for Machado
3: costing himself money. Remember, right. the, the hustle comment was going to cost him money. Is that
4: Phil Rogers who said did that? did he say $100 million? Well,
1: Maybe he would have signed a $400 million deal. You don't know that.
4: Yeah,
3: that would be his counter. <laughs> so, yeah, he was going to get $400 and now he got three.
1: Greg Oden texting in saying, Why would Harper get more than Machado? Manny's the better player at the more important position. Uh, this is a good one. The Bo Weevil of Bevo Mill says, Guys, do you think Machado is... Having the time of his life, sincerely, Sergio Dip, our guy. Uh, Brandon Phillips thought Yachty was going to shake his hand when he tapped him on the shin guards. Boys, basically saying, I don't think that Yachty and uh, Chris Bryan are going to have a nice little moment. What, what's your gut on that? I think that they'll. It'll blow over. I think it'll blow over. Eh, I think maybe the first time it's though. not Yachty sitting by the pool
3: with his phone, like you pointed out, late at night on the gram. I think he'll probably in the middle of the day at Wrigley be like, hey, what's up? Like just a nod or something. Listen,
1: I love Yachty, especially if he's listening. But a little oversensitive, and I do think his comment was a little strong. And then when he gets to hear that Chris Bryant said that his comments were strong, I think Yachty – I don't know if he's going to be best friends. That's all I'm saying.
3: No, Correct. I don't think it's going to be warm and fuzzy, but I don't think it's going to escalate.
1: Splashback says Yachty is going to get booed at Wrigley for whining. Maybe. Learn to take a joke, making us all look like sensitive
4: pansies. I mean, Chris Bryant's going to be booed at Bush Stadium. Take That's what makes
1: this fun. Goldschmidt has a higher war than Machado for the past six years, and it's time to dial up Dallas Keuchel's agent Ooh. in response to the Carlos Martinez news.
3: Now, I would appreciate that if they said, well, we had a little dry powder here, but we were saving it
1: for pitching. What's, what's funny is oh, yeah. if you look at the numbers, and I tweeted this out again, I'm not saying that... John Gantt is a better pitcher than Dallas Keuchel. But
3: you're saying Bennington is the next Warner.
1: Maybe. What I'm saying is John (laughs) Gantt is, what, 26? Dallas Keuchel is 31. Last year, Dallas Keuchel did make 34 starts, logged a ton of innings. Gantt only made 19. Their numbers were basically the same. You wouldn't think that based on the name on the back of the jersey. But look it up. Look up ERA. Look up up FIP. Look up ERA+. They're basically the same pitcher, and John Gantt is five years younger.
3: Usually when we say look it up, that means Hoff. Look it up. 18, well, I already looked it up. 1860 Saloon is where we're live. Just enough time for a little thing we call the end of the day.
2: The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, yeah, I don't want to do this. Uh, I do think,
4: and this is a text for suggestion, the week of Mardi Gras, we should call it Marti Gras for Martin thank you, Thank you. I like that text suggestion. And that way nobody
3: will be working hard because, you know, it's Mardi right. Gras. We have it's Chuck Marti Fest Gras. and we have Mardi Gras.
4: Yeah, Chuck Fest. Uh, I am curious how this affects the market for Paul Goldschmidt next offseason. If the Cardinals do not sign him, does this escalate his value at all just because of what Machado signed for? Um, well, I
3: just got a red-hot take from Chris Pelican that this is was, Chuck is right. Keichel is a horrific waste of money. Left-handed Mike Leake.
1: Well, also, age 31. He's probably going to want four years. All right, sorry, Hoff. I got interrupted. I apologize. Goldie question. Yeah, Correct? does this affect his value? Martin pulled a Frank. He was focused on anything. But it was show-related at least. (laughs) But let me ask you this. Don't you think a big part of the reason you get the 30 AAV is because you're getting age 26, 27, 28. You're getting those great years. Of course, you don't necessarily want 32, 33, 34, 35, but you're paying for it because you're hoping to get five amazing prime years. With Paul Goldschmidt, do you think Paul Goldschmidt gets an AAV of 30? I do think it helps his
3: cause. I mean, if everybody had come in undervalued in this market, then he would have been less likely to push for every dollar, whereas now it's like, hey, that money's out there. But he's He's not on 32. He's not on par with them. He's not going to top their dollars, but it certainly bolsters his cause that there's money out there.
4: Uh, This is deeply random, but he was brought up during the interview with Kenny Wallace. Uh, Byron, when I lived in Lake Zurich, Illinois, uh, I had a bus driver who called me Lord Byron. He got, name, he got my name. He oh. got my name wrong, and he just he just decided that that was my grade school bus driver through fourth grade. Lord Byron.
3: That that was my name. I was that way with that Brian Byron Russell. Remember the Lakers guy, yeah. Hi, Jazz, Utah Jazz. Byron Brian. Because
1: it was B R Y O N, right? Yeah, but he was Brian. Jordan pushed off on him. He wasn't Allegedly. Byron. He should play better defense. Brian McKenna. hi, oh, Brian right McKenna. Him.
3: How about Jordan versus LeBron? Who's better, Chuck? Has anybody time? asked that question? <laughs>
1: and then think about it. Now that Brady wins another Super Bowl, how do you put him in that town vote? Let's talk about it. Uh, hey, real quick, do you know who led the Padres last year in home runs? Ooh, I like this question. Could it be somebody like Hunter Renfro?
4: It is someone like Hunter Renfro. Wow. He hit 26 home runs. Yeah. Hosmer came in third with 18. Christian Villanueva in between them with 20. Christian Did he
3: have a big game or two against the Cards Villanueva? Christian
1: Villanueva. Anybody up. that plays fantasy knows this guy started the year on fire. Yes. And he basically destroys lefties and, and can't even and get it. a hit against righties. It's unbelievable. Like against lefties, if you could look this up. I know we're uh, out of time here. His numbers are so amazing versus lefties versus so bad against righties. It's crazy.
4: Uh, real quick, real quick. Only because we dined on it earlier today. Uh, and by the way, he was a 189 hitter with a 319 slugging against righties, 336 hitter with a 726 slugging against lefties. A truly bizarre reverse split because normally have been not expect that. Uh, But real quick, how about the history of the crab cake? Because we enjoy great crab cakes here at 1860. Their first, at least, appearance is believed to be in a 1930 book by Crosby Gage titled New York World's Fair Cookbook was the first mention of Maryland Crab Cake. He is credited with creating it by adding spices and breadcrumbs to the savory crab meat to create the delicacy that we know today. And obviously Maryland is well known for its many, 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 many crab cakes. and Crab cakes and football. That's That's what what Maryland Maryland does. does. And it
3: just occurred to me 14 years later, I was here for Mo Drummond's 40th birthday, and it occurred to me why we were here because of the crab cakes. Moe's from Maryland. Oh. So that's why his family had a surprise. And the Dizzle, Rob D, parked his big he had a big old whip and he parked it right in the corner and it was a surprise party, so I had to run out and said, You gotta move your car. He goes, I ain't parking it around the street. I want to be able to see it. I said, You're going to ruin the <laughs> surprise for Mo. <laughs> crab cakes. All right, that's the end that's of that. Right. That's the end of that end, end of the show. Chuck, great show. Great, great show, show. Seriously it really was a great good show. Again tomorrow. Good energy. I don't forget our guy Milty too. He loved this show. Proud sponsor, the tax lawyer, St. Louis Tax Lawyer,
4: Mark Milton, Kirkwood, STLTaxLawyer.com.
1: Sure.
3: For all your tax needs. If you're in trouble
4: with the IRS. I don't have the cap in front of me, so I'm going based on memory right here. He's at Kirkwood, Woodlawn, and Manchester right down the street from our station, STLTaxLawyer.com. If you have any IRS issues, wage garnishments, what's, you know, any stuff like that. He's a former lawyer with the tax division, so he knows all the ins and outs. Don't listen to those other bad lawyers on TV and the radio. Those groups. You need a local guy, just like Mark Milton. We call him Milty.
3: And if you're in the Soulard area, downtown area, you come by 1860 Saloon. Of course, you're in the Alton area or anywhere nearby. Stop by Fast Eddie's. That's where it's all of. It's like Mardi Gras there every day, Chuck. Why do you keep touching me? That's what I'm making. I'm <laughs> emphasizing the point. Seriously, I'm emphasizing the point. All right, I get it. Okay, Fast Eddie's. He's sick. He's... Don't touch me. That's right. Like I'm no, 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 he's off today. That's right. How it Works fast Eddie's live music every day seven days a week their doors open at one o'clock Which means any second now, you know all about the great menu and great fun seriously feels like Mardi Gras Inside fast Eddie's every day Alton, Illinois where the fun is always on tap You can do the full Straubinger take the Clark Bridge turn right you're there fourth and Broadway You cannot miss it the legendary fast Eddie's Bonaire in Alton, illinois the countdown the soulard Continue, Chuck. it's all about countdowns the cardinal countdown the soulard
1: countdown we're counting down to the next cardinals pitcher that has discomfort in their oh. arm Oh, white blanket blues
3: what? tonight and toronto if they win tomorrow it's half off lunch right here at eighteen sixties the hardline is coming up next